You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good day. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Farrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crack-a-lackin'? It's time for the serious side of the James Brown Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. President Trump is now the first sitting American president to set foot in North Korea. He recalled the moment when he briefly crossed the demarcation line with leader Kim Jong-un at his side as he spoke to U.S. troops at Osan Air Base. He asked me, would you like to do that? And I said it would be my honor, and we did, and we went over the line and uh, turned around, and everybody was so happy. And many people, I noticed, from Korea were literally in tears, crying, crying. This is a big thing. The two then crossed back into the South and met for about 50 minutes amid scuffling between reporters and North Korean security guards. The president says they agreed on negotiations to revive stalled talks on North Korea's disputed nuclear program, and he suggested that Kim Jong-un could visit the White House at some point. European Union leaders are deadlocked over choosing their next top executives. Terry Schultz reports from Brussels where the 28 heads of state and government 
are arriving for a Sunday summit to try to resolve the impasse. EU leaders have been hobnobbing on the margins of the G20 in Osaka, trying to work out a compromise candidate to replace Jean-Claude Juncker as president of the European Commission. Other positions being negotiated after Europe-wide elections in May include President of the European Parliament and of the European Central Bank, all of which are informally part of a package that aims to balance political groups, gender and geography. But those elections took power away from the two largest political groups, which are accustomed to being able to install their chosen candidate into the European Commission slot. Now none of the nominees are guaranteed to be able to gather enough support. EU leaders have already failed once to come to agreement, making this extra meeting necessary. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Brussels. The U.S. Census Bureau is facing a tight deadline to start the printing of 2020 census forms by tomorrow. NPR's Hansi Lo Wong reports it's unclear whether that deadline will be met after President Trump's call to delay next year's constitutionally mandated headcount. President Trump called for a census delay hours after the Supreme Court ruled to keep off forms for now this question. Is this person a citizen of the United States? Steve Choi heads one of the challengers of that question, the New York Immigration Coalition. The court ruled that the citizenship question was not about whatever cockamamie reason Donald Trump gave for it. The Supreme Court ruled that, in fact, this citizenship question was a direct strike at big immigrant-rich states like New York. The printing of 1.5 billion paper census forms and other mailings was scheduled to start on Monday. Census Bureau officials have said that could be delayed until the end of October, but that would require additional resources and could jeopardize final census preparation. Hansi Luong, NPR News, New York. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. Uh, Alberto Martinez Ramirez and his family had traveled from El Salvador and they were hoping to claim asylum in the U.S. And they had actually uh, been around the border for a while when they decided on Sunday uh, to try to cross the Rio Grande. She says her husband and daughter made it across on the first attempt, but when he tried to go back for his wife, the toddler tried to follow and fell into the water. And again, I want to warn you, this picture tough to look at. She says Martinez grabbed the toddler, but the two were swept away by the current. What what I plan to do over the, the course of this next week, Jay, and if you would allow me a moment next week, if, if, if God allows us to do his will and serve our purpose, um, I, I, I really have some concern about America's national defense. Uh, as, as Republicans generally uh, pounce on the opportunity to talk about how strong America is and how we Democrats are toward the national defense and national security. I want to expose the body, educate the listeners. So when you start going to the polls, when you start hearing the record, I want you to understand just how vulnerable we are at this time. So America is not the great, 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 great that I am as, as uh, we want you to be. And I will say also that, that in this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden, um, I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two 
United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wild. Good morning, folks. Today is June 30th, the last day of June. 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And of course, I'm Jay. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, I never share the stage by myself. <laughs> Damn near. But hey, listen, it's going to be a great conversation this morning because my big sister's in the house. You know who she is. She brings it to you on a southern swing every Sunday. She's an avid CNN watcher, but she needs to make that transition on over to MSNBC. And I'm going to tell her why later in the show. But let's bring her in, Miss Vanessa Mavelli from the Macamelli. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice wow. and be glad in it. Welcome to Houston, Miss Anita Baker. Look at you, boy. Wow. Man, I'm going to stand up I'm, after that. that that's good. Woo, wow. So this is a day you. the Lord has made. Interesting <laughs> that you say that. Now, I'll tell you about an encounter that I experienced this week when I heard those very same words, which uh, i tell you what. God is good. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let me break down the list of people who are not here. Mr. Elias is not here. Every year, you know this. Mr. Elias has a big, 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 big family reunion that's happening today, so he won't be here. Or actually, happened yesterday, and so today is getting everybody out of his house and get them down the road. So get on out, get back to where you belong. I'm pretty sure he's tired. He'll be back next week, and of course, Johnny D, uh, son, my nephew. In the AAU championship game this morning, so we wish him well. And so, uh, you'll talk to Johnny D. You may hear from him via text uh, throughout the course of the show because you know he's always trying to put it down. Of course, our esteemed colleague, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. So it's just me and Vanessa holding it down until the crew gets here. The number is 347 Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. A lot to talk about this morning, and because of the fact that we have some folks that are not here, we may change up the marquee just a little bit. But for the most part, we're going to try to stick to the script. All right. First up, father daughter drowned at the border. I mean, the crisis that's going on at our southern border is something that uh, I never thought I would see in our lifetime. You know, so a father and his 23-year-old month, his 23-month-old daughter, while trying to cross the Rio Grande, drowned. Trump's blaming Obama. Of course, that's what he always does, which is a lie. What type of country has America become? We're going to talk about that first up. The nation's defense. How safe is America? Now, Johnny D brought this up last week, and he talked about how 
you know, the Democrats talk about national defense, the Republicans talk about national defense, but where are we when it comes to national defense? And this is one of those topics that's static because Johnny D's not here and he was going to take the lead on this, so we'll see what happens. And third, and definitely not last, something that I've been waiting to talk about all week, the debates happened last week, the second night, 18 million viewers saw it on television, it doesn't count the number of people who watched it live on online, and Kamala Harris, everyone's talking about her. I'm going to piss some people off this morning because I thought what she did was a low blow. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know how it is. Mr. Elias is not here. Chat rooms not open. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to get in trouble. And I don't care. And I have facts to prove what I'm about to say. That's a tease. Hang on for the third set. Chat rooms not open. Mr. Elias is not here. So unfortunately, hopefully you can hear the sound of my voice. Appreciate you. And of course, if the chat room is not open, that means we're not taking comments from the social media people. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Is. Mr. Elias runs the chat room. I monitor social media. And since I have to do every damn thing now, I have, I have, I just have to keep my eye on my luggage, <laughs> Vanessa. Keep your eye on your luggage <laughs> and keep it straight. All right. So now that I've gotten all the all the um, all must dos out the way, let's get into this conversation. Obviously, by now, if you live in this country or even in the world, you've seen the photos of a young father trying to cross the Rio Grande River to get into the United States. This family came to the border running from just un, just unspeakable uh, tra- tragic situations happening in their home country. So they, ran, they walked a thousand miles to have a better life for themselves here in America. And guess what? They get to the border, they've tried to present themselves, you know, because they can they can seek asylum, right? That's 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 U.S. law. They can do this, but because of the Trump administration, who are trying who are trying to turn people back at the border, creating this just a bottleneck at the at the border with his family, this young man and his wife and his daughter. They got tired of waiting. He says, "Look, we've been waiting. We're going to cross over the river." The young man made it over the first time. Unfortunately, he let his daughter put his daughter on the bacon. As he went back to go get his wife, his daughter, like most toddlers, jumped in after her father. He grabbed her. They were swept away, and they were found the next day in shallow water down the stream. And the photos are just horrific. And, you know, Vanessa, I never thought that we would be in a country where people think that this is okay. People who support this administration think this is okay. It's amazing. What type of person are you? What type of black heart do you have? And you know what they're going to say, Vanessa. Well, you know, you know, you know the reason why. You know, if you knew the dangers, then then, then why would you try to risk that? So what does that say, Vanessa? That they said, look, we know our kids. The possibility of our children may be taken from us. We know that we may die along the way. We know that we're going to walk a thousand plus miles to get to the land of milk and honey, to get to that beacon on the hill. They know all these obstacles, but they still, they still say, look, no matter what we, no matter what the future holds for us, it's damn sure better than being here. Your thoughts on that uh, photo and, um, and where are we going as a country when we think stuff like this is okay? To hell in the handbasket, but okay, so Jay, that photo upset me so bad. I started researching, and guys, just follow with me because I will, excuse me, I will 
have Jay or I will post it on Jay's page, that those people need help. You know, Trump would not allow them to have toothpaste or soap or any of that because he felt like they didn't need it, that it wasn't part of something that they needed. Hygiene. Hygiene, people. This man wouldn't let children. Okay, so one of them said, and I don't know who the senator was, so I don't want to allow nobody's name, said, well, if they don't like it, if the children don't like it, the children can leave. Okay, Just I'm going to take my baby door. bag yeah. with my diapers. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. I'm take no, my you baby said bag that, yeah. He talked about them walking out the front door. Like, he's just going to walk out the door. They don't have that, Vanessa. What are you talking about? That is so insane and ludicrous. So, I They don't have diaper bags. They don't have diaper bags. That's true. Let me pick up my pissy diaper and the little sippy cup with some half spoiled milk in it and leave because that's about what they have. So I personally researched when CNN, Chris Como was talking about it, who is helping those people over there. And it is Catholic Charities of Rio Grande Valley. And I'm going to give you Sister Norma's full name, the address, if you say, I can't afford to help those people because we need to help the people that's over here. Well, baby, you need to get out there and vote 2020 because Trump is the one who's stopping those people from getting help. And it is inhumane not to help those babies over there. Now, you know what? They all want to blame Obama. Well, Obama did this and Obama did that. Yes, Obama sent three million people back, but he sent the mama the daddy and the babies all packing back. He didn't separate them. Trump is getting off on separating these children and putting them in cages like they're animals. He's, he wants to be Hitler. That's why he idolizes those people. Send any kind of donation. I'm going to have Jay or Sister Jackie, somebody put it on his page, or me, I'm going to try to, so you guys can send them people a $10 money order because $10 buy a can of milk. I personally am a tither at my church. My tithe is going to the Catholic Charities of Rio Grande Valley for this month. I'm just saying. So, Jay, that struck a nerve with me, baby. Oh, I was crying. I was so upset. I was. You know, you know, Vanessa, though, but here's the thing. People in that community, especially the facility that's in Clint, Texas, people in that, in that region, I should say, they were bringing supplies to the facility. And what the government is saying, look, we don't right. need supplies. We have plenty of supplies. So, I mean, what where is the money going? I mean, well, they couldn't take them because they said, we're good. We're not short on supplies. I mean, what is going on down there? It's a well, travesty. Wait, a minute, Jay. They talk to, wait, wait, Jay. Wait, Jay. They, not only did they say we're not short on supplies, but they said we are a government entity, and the things that we receive in have to come from certain charities. Like the Salvation Army, the Red Cross, or something they're, like they're, that. Whoa, 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 stop, stop. They're not a government entity. That's the problem. It's a, it's a for-profit comp- a company that runs prisons for profit. Now, John Kelly, the president's ex-chief of staff, is now sitting on the board of this company. So let's make sure that you let's crystallize this for all you people that follow Trump and drink that Kool-Aid without doing any research. <laughs> this is a for-profit organization, right? John Kelly, which everyone, oh, John Kelly, this Marine General, blah, blah, what? Stop it. 
you know, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, damn it, it's a duck. And John Kelly is no different than the rest of those racist bastards that's a part of the GOP. And like I said, a part of the GOP, because not everybody a part of the GOP are racist bastards. But if you support nonsense like this, how can you look at yourself in the morning? What if those were your kids down there? I guarantee you that if this was happening somewhere else, they had a whole bunch of Norwegians, uh, people from Norway, I mean, Norwegians and, and people from Sweden locked up and blue-eyed, blonde-haired little kids without it being treated like that. White folks would go bonanzas. They would go berserk. But, Jay, that's the reason why you have, um, like I said, I researched it. So when you go into the sister charities of Grand Rio, you'll see the people that's in line trying to get help, like the food pantries over here, these people are over there trying to get food and that kind of stuff. So I'm just saying there are organizations that's out there trying to help the ones that's not in the cages. So I, I just think that Donald Trump needs to stop blaming everything on the Democrats and stop blaming everything on Obama. Every time you turn around, it's Obama did this and Obama did that. Every time you turn around. But, but Vanessa, what, what Donald Trump illustrates is what has been clinically diagnosed as a pathological liar. A person that lies so much, they start believing their own lies. Donald Trump thinks that if he says something enough, people are going to believe it. You know what? He is right. Yes, yes, yes. I can't yes, tell yes, you how yes. many Republicans, I can't tell you how many Republicans that I've run into that says the Mueller report says that the president didn't commit no collusion. That is not what that report says. But because the president said it, they believe it. They believe it. They believe it. He keeps saying that Obama. He keeps saying, wait, wait, wait. He keeps saying that Obama. Well, Obama had a policy for policy for separation. Now, this is how ignorant you people are, because you won't even go back and look at film if you don't want to do any research. Just type it in. Like Joe Scarborough on MSNBC's Morning Joe says, go to the Google machine. It says it right there. Jeff yeah, Sessions said it. Jeff Sessions said that they're putting a policy in place to deter people from coming to this country. Donald Trump, Obama had it in place, and I stopped it. No, you didn't. You stopped the policy that you created. And you people still follow this man. Unbelievable. Don't you think it's strange, Jay, that he makes all of these problems, and then when he solves them, he wants to take the credit like he did something so good and so big. Vanessa, he created the problem, v- you idiot, v- so you should have went v- back. Vanessa. I think it's hilarious when he does that. No, but, but Vanessa, says, but see, here's the thing that's so crazy, and this is the reason why I can't understand, and this is the reason why when you kind of go back and look at polls, people who have a certain education level are not with the president, people that don't do are. And I'm not, you know, listen, you can call it what you want. I'm just stating what the facts are. Bottom line is, this, this ain't nothing new. The same people who created uh, radar detector machines are the same people who created the radar radar guns. You create the supply and demand. You create the crisis and then you solve them. It's simple. That's not. That's nothing new. That is yeah, nothing right. new. That's, it doesn't take rocket scientists to figure that out. Hey, we're going to create a technology where cops can, you know, can, uh, can, can uh, get your, your cars with radar. Oh, my God, I'm getting too many tickets. So I tell you what we're going to do on the back end. We're going to create radar detectors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to solve the problem, here's a radar detector. So I'm getting it from both ends. 
I mean, it, this is nothing new. You create a crisis, you solve it, and everybody thinks you're great. And, and that's the amazing part of this. That's the amazing part of this whole process. How you folks follow this, man, is, is, you know, here's the other part, too. You think about folks like Lindsey Graham, for example. Lindsey Graham, it's pathetic. John McCain is rolling. Oh, you, I, you know what uh, An election is what happened to him. Before he started uh, kissing Donald Trump's ring, he was in the lower 40s for popularity among the Republican base in South Carolina. And was in jeopardy of having a, a, a challenge for his seat. Where is he now, you may ask? I'll tell you. His popularity level is at 72% amongst Republican voters. So now it's like these people don't give a damn about the country. They're wor- worried about their self-interest. I can't understand why we can't have freaking term limits for senators. Because I can go back and play tape from back in the 80s of, you know, of, of, of Democratic presidential candidates and Republican Democrat, uh, uh, presidential candidates saying the same damn thing back then that they're saying now. And what's the common denominator? The common denominator is a lot of these people who are in the Senate were probably in the Senate 20 years ago. And so what's happening now, you have all these new Democrats coming in, and they're causing a disruption. And we're going to talk about that in the third set. Or maybe even the second set. Just depends on if I get any information to talk about the, the, the national defense. But, but at the end of the day, you know, Vanessa, these folks follow this guy blindly, and it's just I'm just I'm baffled at this. I mean, folks that you think are normal are following this guy, and they don't know that he's hurting them. All he gave was a tax cut. Okay, all right. Are you rich? Because if you're not rich, guess what? That tax cut is hurting you. Now some of his own people are saying, well, it's not going to really have the impact on the economy that we thought. I mean, so pay attention, folks. Stop falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's 25 minutes after the hour. If you're just joining us, uh, Mr. L.E.S. is uh, at a family reunion. Johnny D. is watching his kid play for the AAU championship. Jerome usually joins us by now. Hopefully he'll be here soon. So it's just me and Vanessa holding it down, having a conversation amongst friends, and we love it. So, Vanessa, um, what happens now? Because they talked to attorneys who had gone into some of these facilities, and they said the stench was so bad, kids were afraid to ask for food. They were hungry. Kids were sleeping on concrete floors. I mean, what happens now? What's next? Hey, I don't, you know, it takes a lot to have me speechless. I don't know, Jay. You know, I think that this is just praying times in America. And it is not about if you are a black person, white person, green person, red person, it is not about that, Jay. This is inhumane. These people are being treated like animals, kind of like the way they treated the slaves, like they treated the Jews. They really are. And if people stop and think of the history of how we slept in a room, at least I've seen it, as small as a cage. I mean, no words can describe how so many Americans feel but are not saying anything. And I hope and pray 
that the people who follow Donald Trump because he's whatever kind of businessman in their mind, I didn't say businessman, Jay, I said in their mind, I just think that they need to stop and look at this man morally. Because that's what's going to get you wherever you're going after you can closed your eyes. And if you keep following him and making him your God, you're going to be answering for some stuff. Because this man is horrible, and his children are horrible, um, and his wife just sits back and says that she's doing whatever she can for the children and that she's the best first lady in the world because she's out to help children. Well, you need to help the children. First, you didn't help the children that was bullied. Because your husband is a bully Now you're not helping these children That are in cages They can't even get toothpaste and soap So I don't think too much of her either I never did But I never did say anything about her But for her to sit there and pledge That she's going to help the children I look at her and I pray for her Because her soul got something to answer for as well Just saying You know You know You you brought this toothpaste thing (laughs) We had government attorneys in court arguing why they shouldn't supply kids with things like toothpaste and soap. But let that let that sink in into your conscience for a second. Yet you had government attorneys in court arguing why the Trump administration shouldn't be on the hook to supply toothpaste and soap to children. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you kidding me? I remember this story. Uh, uh, this guy told me a long time ago. Uh, his um, white guy, mother, one of the racist people on the face of the planet, just just as racist as she can be. This guy went off to college. He realized that there's more to American than just being white. He fell in love with a sister. They got married, and they had a baby. His mother talked about him. Oh my God, you! I can't believe you wouldn't slept with that dog. Sleep with fleas. Blah 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 blah. You know we gonna disown you. Blah. I can't believe you sit here and messed up the white race. Blah 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 blah. And so then what he did though, he went home unannounced, and he pulled up in that driveway, and his mother came outside. And he handed his mother that baby. And when, he, when she saw that little brown, precious bundle of joy, he said it was almost as if he saw his mother die in front of him and another one was reborn. She saw that baby and all that mess went away. And the more that story is, even some of the cold-hardest, racist people in the world have some type of feelings when it comes to kids. And when she saw her grandbaby, she said, oh, my God, look at this precious little gift. And so he told me after that, every weekend she's coming to get the baby. Every weekend she's coming to get her little brown chocolate. Well, not really brown, probably paper bag brown, Vanessa, because you know they won't be on white and black. But but <laughs> we ain't got that little light-skinned dark baby. And she running around with her, you know, you know clothes and everything and, so I guess my whole point to this whole story is, I don't. If you don't like people because of the color of their skin, just think about the kids. The kids, you know, when you were born, you didn't choose whether you were black or white, right? I mean, you didn't. You didn't have a face on that. 
You came out the way you came out. Those kids came out the way they came out. Don't blame these kids for what's going on. I mean, you guys need to wake up and smell the coffee. This is nonsense what's going on in this country. And like you said, Vanessa, it hit home when you said they treat these folks like they're modern-day slaves. America should be ashamed of itself. And if you support this nonsense, shame on you. And if you don't like what we're saying, stop tuning in. It is is as simple as that. If you don't like the message that is being said here on this show, then you go listen to Rush Limbaugh. You go run and listen to Sean Hannity. All right, matter of fact, just go do that because you'll probably do that anyway. And then on the weekend, just take the weekend off. You don't have to listen to us. Just go do something else. Fox News has weekend programming. You can go check them out. All right, in this week's edition of Informative Select, something that you need to know, climate change has been a big, big theme of this year's uh, Democratic primary season. People are concerned about the planet, even though we have an administration in office who really don't give a damn about the planet. So in this week's edition of Informative Select, something that you need to know, people talk about uh, carbons. So if we had zero carbons, Will that slow down climate change? We don't know. But let's talk about it. We'll be right back after this. It's time for this week's edition of Informative Unless Something That You Need to Know. You're listening to the serious side. We'll be right back. We're going to spend some time now looking at what it will take to reach an ambitious goal. By mid-century, we must be carbon neutral. We are already about 30% towards that carbon neutrality goal. Carbon-free economy by 2045. That's Linda Douglas of Bloomberg, Bernard Tyson of Kaiser Permanente, and of course, Nancy Pelosi at a climate summit last fall. This summer, we'll be exploring what exactly carbon neutral means and whether getting to zero carbon, as some people put it, is even possible. For an introduction to this challenge, we're joined by NPR's Nathan Rott, who covers climate change and the environment. Hey, Nate. Hey, Ari. So, carbon neutral, zero carbon, carbon free, what do these phrases actually mean? What are we talking about? So, in the most broad and basic terms, the idea... The idea is to stop adding carbon dioxide to our atmosphere. Um, CO2 is the chief contributor to climate change, and we're emitting it from all sorts of stuff. Cars, planes, industry, power plants. World scientists are telling us that we basically have until 2050, mid-century, to get all of our carbon emissions to net zero if we hope to avoid the worst impacts of climate change. What would those worst impacts look like? Look, we're already seeing some of these effects. Increases in sea level rise, human displacement, endangered food supplies, economic losses, uh, spread of disease. I get the idea. So high stakes and tight timeline. Is it even possible to get to zero carbon by the middle of the century in just a few decades? So you're going to get a range of answers from people on that question in the energy world. Uh, On one far end, you have folks like Mark Jacobson, a professor at Stanford University, who says it is very doable. He's even drawn up plans for more than 130 countries to do just that. But other scientists and energy analysts are going to tell you that it's going to be very, very difficult politically, technologically, economically. You know, we may even have to find ways to pull carbon out of our atmosphere. What are the costs that we're talking about here? I mean, how expensive would it be to get the world carbon neutral? It would be very expensive, you know, trillions of dollars here in the U.S. alone. 
Uh, though a lot of people would argue that any cost we pay now will be far cheaper than paying for the cost of climate change down the road. But you know what strikes me with this whole idea is just how much of our day-to-day -day lives would need to change to truly be carbon-free or carbon-neutral. So to give you an idea, I just walked around my apartment earlier to see how many parts of it are powered by carbon-emitting fossil fuels. So you have the oven, natural gas, the hot water heater, my dryer, natural gas. So you add to that my heater, my gas-powered car, the airplanes that you and I both take to do reporting trips, Ari. All of that would need to change. So cities and states have made an effort to get to zero carbon. Big companies are promising to do the same. We're going to hear about some of that later this summer. Would those be enough to bring about the kinds of change that you're talking about? No. That's because most of the efforts that we're talking about are just trying to take on one piece of the larger greenhouse gas emissions pie, and that is electricity. We've seen six states or territories and more than 100 American cities commit to getting 100% of their electricity from renewable or clean energy sources. Think solar, wind, hydro, in some cases nuclear. And, you know, look, that would be really big if they can accomplish that. But electrical generation only accounts for 28% of the total emissions in the U.S. So energy economists, policy academics you talk to, they'll tell you that the best way to cut emissions across all sectors will be to put something in place like a carbon tax. We've heard about a carbon tax for years, and Congress hasn't acted on it. Under the Trump administration, that seems even more politically unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, most folks will tell you that a carbon tax right now is not politically feasible. These zero carbon plans from cities, states, businesses that we're talking about are feasible in some places, and that's why we're seeing them. I talked to Leah Stokes, who studies climate policy in these zero carbon efforts at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and she says that, look, these efforts will help cut emissions, but... Climate change is already happening. We're already seeing impacts like forest fires and droughts and heat waves. And we need to be moving faster. And look, we're going the wrong way. Emissions from the U.S. are up. BP came out with a report that found global carbon emissions actually grew last year at their fastest rate since 2011. What, what I plan to do over the, the course of this next week, Jay, and if you would allow me a moment next week, if, if, if God allows us to do his will and serve our purpose, um, I, I, I really have some concern about America's national defense. Uh, as Republicans generally pounce on the opportunity to talk about how strong America is and how weak Democrats are towards national defense and national security. I want to expose about educating uh, to listen. So when you start going to the polls and you start hearing the record, I want you to understand just how vulnerable we are at this time. So America is not great that that I am as as um, we want you to be. Welcome back here, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Riles Show. Happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio, and it's best. That was the sounds of Johnny D. Johnny D. Um, wanted to talk about national defense during this segment, uh, but like I mentioned at the top of the show, his young son, my nephew, is a baller. So he's uh, playing in the championship game, AU championship game, and I wish him well. We wish him well, rooting for him. So since he's not here, we'll. 
tell you what we'll do. We'll go ahead and table this topic, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, but we were talking about uh, the situation that happened at the at the border, and uh, let me bring in uh, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree. What's going on, Jerome, man? How you doing, brother? Welcome in. I'm good. How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, Jerome. Just, uh, hey, good morning, Vanessa. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, so, uh, you know, Jerome... <laughs> Vanessa brought up something in the last segment that really hit home with me. She talked about slavery, and she talked about how slaves were treated, uh, you know, back in the day, and that what's happening at the border uh, is really, if you really kind of look at it, it's kind of really no different as far as housing. When people first came into this country back in, slave, back in the days of the slaves, you know, they were all thrown in the room. They were, you know, caged up, and, you know, what's happening, you know, in, at the border to me, is really no different, right? I mean, when you look at it, there's some similarities. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I so, mean, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, hey, I, I was. Jerome, well, what, what I was going to say is, in the aspect, Jerome, not the technical, but in the aspect of how those children are limited to the food that they get to eat. They have no hygiene stuff. They all sleep on floors. And I have talked about on the show before when I went up to Tennessee and looked at where the slaves, the slaves slept, like 25 people in a room the size of a bathroom. And that's how those children are crammed into cages. And Jay and I were discussing that they didn't ask for that. So to me, it resembles slavery. It resembles the way they treated us or our ancestors back right. in the day. And I just think it's horrible. Well, you know, I, you're right. I think that um, looking at this stuff just shows um, the humanity in people, right? It reveals something about you. So whenever you sit there and say, oh, they deserve this or they shouldn't bring their families over, it reminds me how black people are policed. White folks don't really care that black people are getting shot like that either because when the police shoot somebody, you would think, what kind of humanity do you have to drag a pregnant black woman on the floor to shoot somebody unarmed, and then we go on with our day like everything is normal. It, it is something that those guys are doing to say, oh, the cost is too high for you to come here. So they're doing that on purpose, is um, creating those horrific conditions just to send a message back to their home countries. But you have to remember, again, this is something that their culture does, that they, there's a belief, like just in colonizers in, generally, in general, they believe that if, you, if somebody breaks the law, you cut their, cut their hand off, and that's a deterrent. If somebody steals a slice of apple pie, you shoot them, it's a deterrent. Like that whole extremeness thing, you know, of Guantanamo Bay and sodomizing prisoners, oh, you know what? We could do that to them because they are them. They need to check their humanity. We do some ill stuff as a country, and I mean this from from our policy side because we're extremists and our humanity sucks. So as individuals, as a, as a country, yes, we show compassion. We do all of those things, but we need to start checking um, those people that you put in office that don't show they use yep. they use like situations 
as a moment to exploit the fact that their humanity sucks. You know, so we, it's, yeah. it's hard to reconcile, and it's why I never have any comments on stuff like this, is because it is really clear to me that... They have no morals. Exactly. You know, I, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was being nice by saying that humanity sucks, but it, it really is, their morality sucks. So all the Republicans who are keeping their mouths shut and being like, you know, at least Trump is lowering our taxes, your your humanity and morality sucks, and I cannot trust you worth plot. And I think that once we settle into that as a country, anybody who buys into that, we can't keep talking about, oh, we need to unite the country under whatever. That is bull. You're exposing the fact that when black people was hung and swinging from trees, that white folks actually mm-hmm. had cookouts and took their kids to the park and put them and swung them on, uh, you know, put them on swings and stuff while black people was hanging from mm-hmm. the trees. These people are still living. So we yep. need to reconcile that, and we need to teach history a little bit differently so we know why some things sit in the back of people's brain and they have, um, they have ill morals. We need to deal with that. Yep. So I'm not surprised by you're it. You're right. You're right. And, and what Jerome just said proved that we're all on the same. He just pretty much said what we just talked about earlier. How how can you support that? How can you continue to be a part of that conversation? Now, I mentioned I lied to you guys just a few minutes ago. I, I said that we were going to table this national defense conversation because Johnny D was out with his son. Well, apparently there's a break or the game hasn't started because Johnny D has checked in. So let's bring him in. Uh, I call him the educated brother. The one and only Mr. Johnny D is in the house. Can't go on Sunday without hearing his brother's voice. What's going on, man? Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, good morning. I am blessed to be here, and I'm gonna apologize uh, for the delay. But as, as you had mentioned, Jay, we we got championship weekend going on this weekend, and of course, when you deal with them tournament seeds, you 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 have to uh, go as as the victories channel, and uh, they have done well. And and yes, he does play like his mother. I saw your little your little text message. <laughs> So he plays like his mother and not like his mother. <laughs> Definitely. Indeed. Indeed. But, uh, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay with the show as long as I can. Uh, but, again, just grateful to be part of this show. And Miss Vanessa and Jerome, um, I haven't heard Les this morning, so I don't know if he's on because I just put my ears on. So, again, I, 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 morning, I just appreciate John. the fact that you all have welcomed me in. Um, the topic of national defense is something that's near and dear to, to myself. And, Jay, I know it is to you, seeing as how we both yes, serve um, this, this country. And, of course, I'm still in that law enforcement community, so this is something that I continue to practice. Uh, but our concerns go back to, to really the, the, the ballot boxes and, and the polls. Um you know, I don't know if America understands that it is proven through the Mueller report that the Russians were able to interfere with the election process. So let's start there. Uh, $245 million that was uh, proposed from Congress was shot down by this, this lawless president here. Now, of course, we have to ask ourselves, why would he not, um, why would he not approve those funds to uh, reassure America's uh, uh, electoral system. Well, because he he was a benefactor of it, and he probably understands that this year, well, in, in 2020, he's going to need the assistance of the Russian government and the Chinese government as well. So 
Let's start right there as a solid foundation. And then you look at the number of cabinet positions, key cabinet positions that he doesn't have. You know, when you, when you start looking at the, the statistical data in regards to homeland security, um, homeland security, uh, you talk about border security, and homeland security does a lot more than what we would ever imagine. But only 41% of those positions for homeland security is um, – is occupied at this point in time. Now, of course, they don't have a secretary. So these key cabinet positions and things that go unfilled means that it's a trickle-down effect. So if the key cabinet positions aren't filled, then there's multiple layers of positions that aren't filled, like the deputy secretaries, the undersecretaries, and just the, 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 the management structure is not there. So your hiring is going to be impacted now, of course, America is certainly vulnerable to terrorist attacks, and uh, I'm one who who supports having stronger enforcement on the border, but not at the expense of, of lives. And I think that's where this lawless uh, individual has taken us to. And then you look at the Justice Department. The Justice Department also has a void in, 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 in positions as well, where only 48% of the positions for the Justice Department is uh, filled. Mm. Um, you know, these are these are the type of things where the Republican has always vowed that they were far more uh, superior in their expertise and committed uh, mm-hmm. than, than the Democratic Party. Now, of course, it goes beyond party affiliation, goes beyond party lines. America is vulnerable. You look at the fascination that that this that this president has with with dictators, and one is because you know he desires to be one. So. It doesn't necessarily surprise me that he's got this fascination uh, with the dictators like Kim Jong and uh, Vladimir Putin and some of the others and and how he has antagonized our allies, England and Germany and Australia. All of these are places that have supported America's um, uh, uh, interests abroad, but yet he tends to poke and prod at these countries here. Syria is still an issue where he's allowing Assad and, and Vladimir Putin to, to destroy the and genocide those Syrians. And of course, what's what's on that? What, what, what's on that package? It's the face of America. So it's not as if Russia will suffer as many terrorist attacks uh, based off of our lack of interest in, in the care and humanity of Syria. They're going to put that face on the ugly, ugly American, and that face is certainly Donald Trump. So, you know, I, I don't have um, a lot of my documents in front of me that, that I wanted to present, but that's just a real broad perspective of just how vulnerable and tender we are. And we need to be really concerned. We really and truly do. Uh, you know, I named two departments, but when, when you think about the total cabinet positions for Donald Trump, you know, he talked about putting people back to work, but yet uh, when, when you look at at what he has done, uh, this guy has nearly 500 key positions that have not been filled, and I'm talking about managerial positions, and, of course, it's a trickle-down effect. So that's a real quick rundown of, of, of our national defense and, and how vulnerable we are. And, and again, um, I, I did want to be part of it and, and meet my obligation and commitment like, 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 like strong African-Americans uh, males should do. Uh, as far as the uh, additional information, like I said, I don't have that in, in front of me because I had a, another mission I had to take care of. But, again, that's just kind of a broad perspective of, of what we, we face in this country at this point in time. 
Well, now, you know, but see, this is no different than the way he runs business anyway. See, you know, this is the deal, Vanessa, when it comes to Donald Trump. What Donald Trump wants is full, unadulterated pop. He wants to be able to say what he wants to say and do what he wants to do because he thinks that because he's president of the United States, say, well, in some way, somehow, that equates to him being the king of the United States. So what he's found out is, hey, wait a minute. Instead of going through a civic confirmation here, I can just make them acting, right? That way I don't have to ask nobody for nothing. I can do what the heck I want to do. I can put in whatever position I want to put in. I don't care. We ain't going to vet them. They said something nice about me on, on Fox. Guess what? You got, you're hired. And that's how he's been operating. So why are we surprised? You know, this guy is meet. He went and met with Kim Jong-un at the, at the DMZ. He did this. Now, we all know how much diplomatic, how many, how many back channel, back office meetings have to happen, back channel communications. You know, there's supposed to be a whole lot of stuff that takes place before the president gets involved. So he sends out a t text. And he says, hey, uh, I'll just be in the neighborhood. If you want to meet at the TMZ, let's go shake hands. What he is doing is for people who can't see, Johnny just made it all out, Vanessa. This guy has so many vacancies in his administration, key positions. You have an acting secretary of defense. You have an acting chief of staff. He's got a lot of open positions, Jay and John uh, It's not even that. It's that, wait a minute, they also said that people have not had uh, Social Security, and those people have had an increase in the minimum wage or a raise on their checks. But people, do y'all know that people in Texas are still making $7.50 an hour and a loaf of bread is two eighty nine? Do y'all realize that? The minimum wage in Houston, in Texas. It's seven dollars and fifty cents an hour, and a gallon of milk is three eighty nine. Bread is two eighty nine. That means that those two little things right there, and took your hourly pay. So I mean, he need—he's not even looking at that. People are still working two jobs. That's why the job market looks so awesome because they're working two jobs in order to survive. And if you—if you're making, even if you're making ten dollars an hour, and you live in California. That ain't no money. I was in Massachusetts two weeks ago, and I asked the girl, how much is your minimum wage? And she said, $10.50. But do you know that her rent is nine seventy five for a one-bedroom apartment? So I'm like, how do you? Yeah, yeah, the economy looks good with all these people working because they're making between $7 and $10 an hour. So they're working two jobs to be able to have a decent life if they have children. He makes me sick. You know, Jerome, he not only does he make me sick and make a lot of people sick, but, you know, you're, you know, look, you're, you, you, you play in that, in that field as far as, as you know, from the, on, the political, on the political side of the fence. How dangerous is it, man, for this guy to have so many open positions in this government, Jerome? Key positions. I mean, how dangerous is that? Did we lose Jerome? He's here. No, no. So, uh, no, I'm saying how dangerous is that, Jerome, yeah. for, for, for him to have so many vacancies in his administration? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He, um, 
this is a Republican agenda. So that whole thing about starving the beast, the Ronald Reagan concept is like you don't fill the open positions and you let it die, right? So you don't have the oversight mm-hmm. in government. You don't have oh, okay. people who are scientists working there anymore. They're trying to move the scientists out of Washington to someplace like, um, I want to say it's Kansas City. It is Kansas City that they're saying, oh, you got to uproot your whole family and go there or you'll lose your job. And those are the people who are putting out those scientific reports on climate change and all these other things. They're like, oh, well, we don't really need that anyway. And that's been a Republican philosophy for years. So being that he can't fill these positions, you can't leave them temporary forever. You have to use somebody who was Senate appointed, um, um, congressional appointed, or I'm sorry, when you go through your confirmation process, they have to be, they're the only people who can run those departments. So what he's doing is he's getting around it by saying, hey, these people who can be in there a half a year or something, they're letting them go in there, and he just keeps switching out temporary employees to run these departments with the professionals. Now, nobody's ever done this, but you've never seen such a irresponsible um, ass of a president before. And so he's doing some things, but he's making the government more dysfunctional than you ever believed that it was before. So not only is he racist and crazy and misogynistic and narrow-minded and uh, a narcissist, you, they elected him. And this is why this drives me nuts when the Democrats start eating themselves up about going against somebody so doggone crazy and knowing that by default there is no way, like, and, and I mean this, uh, <laughs> um, there is no way that the people who support him can live with him being that way. Because they're saying behind their breath, okay, we can live with them doing that to the Mexicans. We can live with them saying that black countries are asshole mm-hmm. countries. We can live with that. Mm-hmm. But once they start attacking women's issues and abortion and all that, you're bringing out too many activists. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to stop because they're like, you when we get our chance, we're going full ahead and knocking everything out the box. And they're trying. Yes, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, Jay, uh, you know Johnny D. Oh yeah, Johnny. Yeah, go ahead, man. I was coming to you. I was coming to yeah. you. Go ahead. Uh, you know, now let's look at the security clearances because I I, I fail to talk about that, and and I mean that that is illegal in what he's doing with allowing his family members and those who don't have security clearances to be part of these briefings. Now, you know you. You stayed in the military longer than I did in order to obtain some of those security clearances, and you know what you have to go through, and you know what your obligations are. But imagine me being allowed to come in on one of those briefings. I'm under no moral, legal, or or ethical obligation to not use that to my advantage after after I leave that room. And and that's the, you know, when you look at the daughter and 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 the. Uh, the uh, son-in-law and all of these individuals that's attending those top-level security briefings, and he's doing so. Now, of course, there's others that he tried to do so up under the scope of anonymity, but people expose him on that. I mean, you're talking about clear violations against the law, and there's no one who's doing any more than putting a paragraph in there initially, and then we go to something else. Why do we go to something else? Because every day is something with this criminal. 
and he is great at changing the narrative simply because of the situations and the vulnerabilities in which he puts America and America's interests. And, and it goes beyond party affiliation. And, and I think that um, we have to understand that right there. It ain't about the party affiliation. It's about people's livelihoods and people's lives that's being impacted. And this guy is doing so lawlessly. And, of course, what, what I've recently been, 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 been focused on is the fact that you had Rudy Giuliani many, many years ago after 9-11 and uh, with, with Jerome being up in that area, you know, he, was, he, he, he wanted to, to um, go beyond his term limit. He felt like he was obligated to do so. And, of course, he's putting that stuff in Donald Trump's ear about term limits. You know, so it's like, okay, you know, let's say he gets eight, I mean, four more years. Well, you know, Rudy Giuliani has already set the stage and set the bar and said, you know what? Hey, you know, you you can you can appeal, you you can do whatever you want to, where you can just continue to stay in power because he does think that this is an anarchy. He he really and truly does, and you know, I mean, a monarchy. And and these are the type of things that this 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 guy is is doing to America. And we step back and we talk about. You know, blue and red, Republican and Democrat, it goes well beyond that right there. The institution of the office of the presidency has been compromised and jeopardized. Our national security and defense has been compromised and jeopardized. And, you know, it, it is a it's, it's a real tough time in which we're, which we're living in. And we, we really need to lock arms and do something about, you know, just the blatantness of, of this particular criminal that we have in Washington. Yeah, he is a criminal, um, and uh, you know that's why he doesn't want Bob Mueller to uh, to, to testify. Um, you know his comments about Russia. You're gonna tell Mr. President Russia not to meddle. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna tell. Hey man, don't meddle. And they're laughing. I mean, you, you, you guys, he is he is a stain on this country, and we're gonna need one of those Mr. Uh, Mr. Magic uh, races to erase to this nation. He is a stain and this is he's despicable and I can't believe people support this fool. All right, coming up next, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna get in trouble because a lot of people we're gonna talk about the debates and a lot of people may disagree with my assessment of it. But actually I'm on Jerome's side when Jerome says or Jerome has said in the past what Democrats do to destroy themselves. We'll talk about it next. You listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. At its best, and of course, as always, we'd like to say good morning and reset the table for our peeps that's in the house. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Vanessa May Belly from the Black and Belly. Hey, Vanessa. Good morning, everybody. And I want to say good morning to the smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Mishpree. What's going on, Jerome? Good morning. Yes, good morning, man. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> the brother who is, uh, I call the educated rapper himself, the educated brother, Mr. Johnny D's in the place to be, hanging with us as long as he can. What's going on, John, man? How you doing, brother? Good morning. Blessed and again, as I said, glad to be here. Absolutely. Now, as always, we usually say good morning to the chat room, but but Mr. Elias is not here. And, of course, if you've been following this show for the past X amount of years, you know that Mr. Elias every year has a family reunion. That's where he is. So we wish him well. Hopefully he didn't eat too much. But, uh, you know, you can't tell anyway because Mr. Elias is Mr. Elias. So good morning, everybody that's out there listening to the show. I'm pretty sure uh, Kavina's out there, you know, Pastor Stephen Jones, Mariana Music, no matter what part of the world you're in, good morning, good morning. Everybody's usually in the house. Yeah, yeah, listening to the show. It's time to bring in our uh, director of social media outreach, the one and only Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Welcome in. Hi, how's everybody doing? Doing Doing well, doing well. All right, Jackie. So tell people, how can they stay in contact with the show when the show's not live? If you need more info about the TJRS Radio Network, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all three pages have the same ending handle. Facebook.com slash group. Twitter.com. Instagram.com slash TJRS. R.S. Radio, and reminder again, the 10th, count them, the 10th anniversary of the T.J.R.S. Radio Network is coming in August. Like I said, uh, stay tuned. We'll have uh, the specific date for the shows, the anniversary shows coming soon. Just shout out again to uh, our wonderful Founders, uh, J. Rao, Mr. Elias, uh, just so appreciate uh, the two of you for having the courage, the guts to, to follow on your dreams, and it leads to 10 years of this network. And there's kudos to everybody that has been and is currently involved in the network. Uh, so appreciate you. Check out the throwback as uh, we just reminisce and shows you what 10 years is made of so uh but look forward to the anniversary show special saturday anniversary edition 
coming soon. All right, absolutely. We'll definitely announce those dates here coming real soon because we're in July, six months, 10 years of the TGRS Radio Network. All right, Jackie, but that's not the only thing you have going on on uh, in your world. What else is happening with you? Well, if you need more information about me uh, as far as acting, uh, Thoughts for Vision, uh, definitely Thoughts for Vision, the new chapter. If you want to check out the blog, if you want to use me for your next event as a motivational speaker, or if you'd like to purchase some of my vision, body, soap, and scrub. There's one place and one place only for you to do that, and that's what I like to call my one-stop shop. Check out my website, www.jackieapp.com. Once again, www.jackieapp.com. Check it out. Check her out. Definitely check her out. 347-850-1272. Glad you guys are in the house. It's been a pleasure as always serving you up until this point. But now I'm going to make some folks mad with uh, about my comments. Well, I don't know. It just depends, right? All right. The past week, uh, Democrats, uh, the Democratic, uh, the first Democratic debate of the 2019 season took place on MSNBC, NBC, and on uh uh, what's the other? Uh, Telemundo, I think that was the other channel. Anyway, uh, tell you what, two nights that broke them down, 20 candidates apiece on stage. You had to meet a certain criteria to even be on stage. All consensus say on the first night that uh, Senator Harris won the first night, and on the second night, uh, everybody's saying that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris won the second night. 18 million people watched that thing live on all three networks, plus that's not even counting. Uh, what people people who watch the thing live. So let me go around the table before I make my comments because I really truly feel I'm going to get in trouble for what I'm about to say. But let me just get everybody's opinion. If you watch the debate, let me get your opinion on it. Vanessa, you watch the debates. What do you think? What were your thoughts after you watched the debates? <laughs> okay, the first debate was a joke. So let's skip that. Why would you why, why would you say that? Why was it a joke? The first people uh, they're not even in. The only one that's in my rim is the lady who uh, said that she was an Indian and she's not who won it. That's the only one I paid attention to. The rest of them, you know, I, I really didn't because I really was behind okay. Beto, but at this point, Beto needs to stop and save his money. And everybody okay. that I'm really looking at is in the second debate. So okay. only one that I listened to was the lady who, what's her name, who said that she was an Indian and she not? <laughs> Jerome? Well, you're talking about Elizabeth Warren. Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Now, see, that just shows why she can't win. That's how you remember yeah. her as a problem for her. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I no, no, I there's nothing I'm wrong with it. I'm just saying that's why stuff can stick to you, right? Well, yeah, you're right. But I remember I about her. Okay, so the second night was on and popping. Now, Jay, I'm really starting to pay attention to Castro, the one that's from San Antonio. I'm really starting to pay attention to him. He was on the first night. He was on the first night. No, I thought he was on the second night. Whatever, I paid attention to him. Okay, because he's going to outdo me than Beto. All I'm saying is, I'm listening to him because Beto ain't making no sense. He needs to do his homework. Okay. okay. Now, the second night when 
Who is that little skinny lady that's talking to the camera to Trump? Why is she there? You talking about you talking about you talking about Kristen, Kristen? Uh, what's her name? Geller, whatever her name is, the New York Center. Why is she there? She is you know, taking up space, uh, and she's taking up air, and she looked into the camera and had a message for Donald Trump. And I bet you he was on the floor rolling just like I was. It's like get out the way. Okay, so Kamala <laughs> Harris. Let's talk about that sister. Now I kind of I you know what. I don't know now. She chewed biting a new butt. And before y'all say, why is she going back into the past talking about busing? I was one of those children that got bused to a Hispanic school in the next neighborhood when there was a school two streets from my house. That was the stupidest something that I had to get up an hour and a half early as a little girl and try to get dressed and eat some oatmeal to go stand at a bus stop in the cold when there was a school two streets over. And they only did it okay. for like two or three years just to integrate us. And then they put us right back in our regular school. We had to start back over with our regular friends and stuff. That was stupid to me. So I kind of understand okay. how she feels a little bit. But I do not want Democrats chewing up other Democrats. They need to kind of be like what Reagan said. Republicans shouldn't be chewing up other Republicans. Well, the Democrats going to have to get it together. And they can't just chew up one another. But Biden couldn't answer her, and if he can't answer her, he can't answer Trump. That's why he backed out and said, oh, my time is up. I was looking at him like, y'all don't even want to know the word I called him. But I'm going to say wimp. But I called him another word. Because he just politely pulled out of it. He couldn't even respond to her. He can't respond to her. He can't respond to Trump. He needs to get it together. All right. What about Anybody you, Johnny? Go I know, you what know, I you, said? You, 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 that's all right. Well, I, have, I just want to get everybody's opinion. What about you, Johnny? <laughs> what about you, you Johnny? Know, I, I will be honest. Uh, yeah, Jay, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, I... I I thought Cory Booker was formidable. Um, I, I thought that he represented himself well. Now, the thing that he has to be guarded against is, you know, the facial expression, the the, the, the nonverbals, because uh, he he came across like 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 a typical stereotype of the angry black man, um, and he got to watch himself as he looks towards a national appeal. But as as far as the way that he handled himself, I thought he did well. Uh, the person who jumped to the forefront. For me, on the first night was was Julianne Castro. I, I, but now I've I've been watching him from afar since he had joined uh, President Obama's uh, cabinet as as the Homeland Security Secretary, and uh, he he has done some some formidable things. But I thought that he did real well. Um, again, you know, Kamala Harris. Uh, I. Maybe I missed something. I thought she did well, but I, I didn't see this overwhelming, um, uh, this overwhelming appeal that that everyone else saw. And, and you know, I don't know what I missed, but uh, everybody seemed to say that she had the best of the performances uh, of, of all. I think that she was she was brash and she was honest and she was sincere. And I don't want to, to discredit her, but I, I just didn't see, you know, 
you know, rockets glaring and bombs bursting in the air. Uh, but uh, Julian Castro, I thought he did well. And the other young man, um, although he, he may not have a, an opportunity, the one who continuously posed the question about the new generation, uh, you know, I've been looking at some of Andrew his, Lang, his hey, Wayne, that guy. Uh, no, not no, no, not not the not the Asian young man. It was the um, the the congressman. I want to say out of not not Colorado, but uh, he was the the young out of California. He's the congressman out of California. I think it's is it Sewell? Is it Sewell? But uh, yeah. I, I thought he did well. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he did. I thought, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he did. I thought he did formidable. You know, all in all, you know, the person who was the least impressive to me really was uh, was Bernie Sanders. Um, you know, that first night, uh, Elizabeth Warren, she really didn't get her points across. You know, she was she was sitting in that middle uh, for a reason because she was she was the person on that night, and you know, she didn't step out to the forefront. Uh, wasn't over commanding, so I applaud her for that. But I just thought that she kind of hid in the background. Somewhat, they didn't give her too many opportunities to jump out there. Uh, I, I, again, I, I thought that um, you know the substance really was 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 not there. Uh, I, I did find it quite interesting when they started talking about the the, the border and, and uh, how you would handle that. But you know, if I had to say, you know, out of the first two days, uh, Julian Castro was probably the one who was the most impressive to me. He seemed to be real informed and had a real command. Of, of the stage, not that others did not do well, but uh, I just thought mm-hmm. that he was the one that, that stuck out to me. All right. What about you, uh, Jerome? Your thoughts on the debates? Okay. Um, I don't know where to begin, but here's, for me, I, you know, I don't watch debates, um, especially this early. It, and the reason I don't is because it's like watching a basketball game in the first quarter, right? Stuff happens. Somebody looked like they ain't gonna have a good game. Whatever. I, and the thing with Biden in particular is, it reminds me of Obama in the in Mitt Romney thing. So, yeah. you know, if if I was if I was doing Biden's campaign, here here's the problem because I can imagine what he was told. He was there to not make anybody uncomfortable. So when Kamala. Who who was wrong at what she did? I do not respect her for oh, this. Oh my God! Oh yes, preach your role. I do not believe what you say. No, I preach your role. I can't believe, man. I, I'm gonna pinch myself. You and I agree. Lord have mercy. Go ahead, brother. Oh my, your God. oh my God! Let me tell oh, you this. Please, no. should have been ready for that question. No, no leave him alone, Drew. Leave him alone. Nobody interrupt you. Go sit down, sis. Let him finish. Uh, I'll tell you why, this morning. But, but the thing with this is that if I if I was Jalen Biden's campaign, that campaign down there. if I was doing Biden's campaign, I would have told him this. Or I'm sorry, let me do it this way. I can imagine what they told him. If he would have attacked her, they'd have been like, "Oh, he's jumping on a woman." I can't believe because Biden yep. is mean. I don't know if you've ever seen him in debates before, and Biden is sharp and he's quick, right? So they're like, yep. "Oh, he looked old." He didn't say nothing. He was thinking too much. Right. And so when you start thinking too much, Kamala, Kamala what she did, and I did see this part of the debate, there was a conversation about something completely different. And she was like, oh, oh, it's race, it's race, I got to get in on this. 
And then she turned a race question just to take a shot at Biden that had nothing to do with what they were talking about. Mm. And then people expect him to respond to that. And he was smart not to say nothing. Even if he looked awkward and odd not saying anything, the problem is, now, again, this is my paid part of, of my business, but I would tell Biden, if any Biden people are listening, I would tell Biden, next time she throws a race question at you, I don't care if it's her or Cory Booker, you cannot wear race like it's a daggone coat, right? So what she should have done, or if it was me or, or a candidate that I was running, he should have said, it is not possible for me to understand the culture and how it affects all black people. I can only be told that. And if I made a mistake, fine, so be it. But you should probably explain as a black woman why your policy on truancy got black parents arrested and how did that affect the black community. Mm. Now, work that out in your head. You well, know what I mean? if somebody like, brings it up, if somebody brings it up, he, they didn't bring it up. She did. She, it at let me tell you something, Vanessa. She said she tried to. Everybody acts like she was clever, but what happened was they had T-shirts printed. They posted a picture of her when she was ten years old before the debate started. She was saving that. That's right. Make a point, but that wasn't smart. Right. That wasn't smart. What happened was it made her look crass. And, and anybody who watches this thing gonna be like, oh, oh, now you're down with black people. But the prosecutor, when she was prosecuting people, like Biden said, he just didn't articulate. Uh, he didn't craftily. He didn't say this in a in a in a way that it made a soundbite. But he said, "I was a criminal." Def-. He said, "I was a defense attorney. You was a prosecutor. You the police. Say that to black people enough." Biden was defending people, and you were the police. And you work out your policy on what did the black people and go back and explain that to well, black people. Well, he needs to speak up and say that. No, he did not need to do that on the first debate. He needed to let everybody go and see what they had. You took your shot at the front runner, cool. But now we know you coming. That was smart. Yeah. Because when everybody was on, we were on this show when everybody was like, oh, you know what? Obama looked like, like Romney going to take him. And what was the thing that I said? Mm-hmm. I watched that day. What I said yep, was, you did. Obama traveled. He was in the sun. He was knocking door to door doing fundraisers. You're not supposed to do that during debate, right? Because when you go on TV, you look tired. So if you're in the sun all day and you have to do television at night, what happens is that somebody should have said, you need to pull away from all this and just do debate prep. But Obama didn't do that because Obama is smart. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, I, I got this. So when he got there, everybody's like, oh, he didn't look sharp. It looked like Romney cleaned his clock. I'm like, y'all didn't see this coming. He was going to light that fool up. Like, seriously, he's going to light mm-hmm. up. Biden is um, dang near the same way. Biden is sharp. And once he starts going full out, he doesn't know how to act as a front runner. This is new to him. But when he starts going at people, he is going to eat them up. And everybody mm-hmm. keeps forgetting it was white women who elected Well, I hope you like Jerome. I it was, want it was, Biden to be president, yeah. and I want Kamala to be vice, or Kamala president and, and she, him vice. I think she blew but that. I know I'm going with, hold on, guys. I'm going with Castro, Warren, Kamala, and Biden. Let me, let me jump in, Vanessa. 
Let me jump in real quick because I have a lot to say about this. I've been I've been biting my lip all week. Let me. Uh, but Kavina man is here because you know usually he's on his bike by now. So I want to. I don't want him to deprive him of his exercise. Let me get Kavina in to get his thought. Then I have something to say. Now I'm gonna let y'all have it. Kavina man, good morning and welcome into the suicide. Brother, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, I'm out here riding right now. I had to pull over for this one. The, uh, <laughs> I, I think the thing is, yeah, Kamala Harris, I agree with Jerome right there. She blew her chance of being vice president, uh, you know, on the ticket because, uh, because of what she did. The thing is, when you're, when you're in a glass house, you can't throw rocks. You can't play I'm the race victim when you're married to a white man. Exactly. Like mm. if, if Joe Biden, if Joe Biden is too old and too white to be president, shouldn't we ask that about her husband? <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm. Don't, play, mm. don't play collective victim, right? And, and, it, and then watch, and somebody next is going to come to her in her glass house with that Me Too movement and say, well, when you were 30 and you was working for Willie Brown, he gave you money, jobs, and all this stuff. That's a bad look for the Me Too movement. Right. So... Right. Dude, she was she was sleeping with the boss that was thirty years older than her. That's the way she got to come mm, up. Oh, y'all feeling my thunder? Y'all feeling my thunder? Oh my right. God! So, so, so yeah, let, let me get back on this on this bike, man. Because she just blew it. She she just turned a, a bad situation worse, man. Right. And, 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 oh, man. That's all. I, that's all I Everybody got. Everybody cheered her like she did a good job, but you were right. So I, I wouldn't have never said that about her, about her, Kavina. Like I would not have gone at her. But the problem is, is that once she opened that can of worms by and everybody patting on her back, they set her up so that she will now take the the brunt of all of those stories coming out. And I think when all black right, people right, realize right. that, black women in particular, black women in particular are not going to be moved by her butt when they go, wait a minute, oh, you're married, man. And all this other stuff, and yeah. now you're like black people champion. We know you went to How- Howard. We know you're a Delta. But still, you still married that white man. So your bilingual, biracial thing is now starting to kick in like you better than everybody else. All right. Have some- all right, let, no, me just- let me get in here. Let me get in. Let me get in. I've been waiting all week to, to talk about this. All right, well, listen, I, most of y'all stole my thunder, all right? But, but, but let me say this. And this is the thing that really pissed me off about that. Like Jerome said, this was premeditated. She knew exactly what she was going to do. They were already ready. Matter of fact, when she was talking about that, during the debate, they released those pictures on Twitter. I was that black woman. But here's the, that, I was that little black girl. But here's the thing that contradicts her. Back in 2016, she invited then-Vice President Biden and Mrs. Dr. Biden to California and said that the Bidens are, epit- are the epitome of what an American family should be. So if you had a problem with Vice President Biden then, why do you have a problem with him now? Go back and read her book, page 11 of her old book that she just put out there. She talked about how busing made her a more complete person because now she has the ability to meet other cultures, and I'm so happy this is the best thing that ever happened to me. But now all of a sudden, it's problematic. What she did was callous, and I'm going to tell you right now, what I don't like are these black folks who are always trying to claim black people, you know, before, trying to claim them when they ain't trying to claim us, right? She's married to a white dude. Now, you can, you can love who you want to love. She's married to a white guy. 
all right? And so now all of a sudden, she's Kamala from around the way. Oh, yeah, you know, girl, blah, blah. You know, you want to act black when you need the black vote. She's phony, and what she did pissed me off because there's no reason for what she did. It was ridiculous how she did it, what she did. And let me say this, too. When you talk about busing, if you go back and look at the polling back then, 9% of African Americans wasn't even on board with that. It wasn't even popular with African Americans. Yeah, I didn't like that. The problem that we have is we always look at stuff back in the day through today's lenses. Like, for example, I'll give you a prime example. This is a case that's happening right now. Right, people talk about don't ask, don't tell. Right? Oh, that was wrong how they did that. You you can't be free. Okay, listen, I was in the military when Don't Ask, Don't Tell came out. The reason they put Don't Ask, Don't Tell in, because they were trying to protect the gay soldiers at the time. Because what was happening, military commanders were asking soldiers, were you gay? And if they said yes, they were processing them out the military. So they put that in place then to try to protect gay soldiers. But you're looking at it through today's lenses, and so now all of a sudden, oh, my God, you're trying to go after the ape. No, that wasn't the intent of the law. And Vice President Biden just won an NAACP award for his lifetime achievement on civil rights. So you act as if this guy has had a history of being a racist and a bigot. You're talking about something that happened over 20-some years ago. Right. And so now all of a sudden that's a problem? And let me tell you, Cory Booker, he's pissed off because he really tried to ride the momentum for that. And Kamala stole it as thunder. Now, he came out with some remarks yesterday. He said, well, you know, the vice president, you know, he's trying to, you know, his rebuttal is now the par. Y'all need to stop this. Jerome right, said this. Black now. Yeah, up. Jerome said this a long time ago. The circular firing squad. Y'all going to kill yourselves, and you're going to have that guy in office again for another four years. It's ridiculous. And for people who are commending her, I'll tell you what. Vanessa, let me tell you something. All of a sudden, all the black women are around her. It's the same thing with O.J. O.J. was dating white women and all kinds of stuff. But then that trial came through. Guess who came through for him? Black folk. The people want to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was that much y'all. Y'all need to yeah. stop trying to go after these people who don't have anything to do with you until they need you. It's that, that's just yeah. the bottom line. Yeah. This, this, I know, Jay, what she did was wrong. What she did was wrong. I can see, Vanessa, I can see if that was a tender-hearted moment. It happened. It was, it was organic. But like Jerome said, they had T-shirts and stuff ready to go. It's like the whole thing that happened with Cosby, right? That lady... That girl who is responsible for Bill Cosby being in jail, you can argue yeah. whether he's innocent or guilty. You can have that argument. I'm talking about the fact that all of a sudden, oh, my soul was shaking when he did this to me. Well, was, yeah, your, soul, was your soul shaking when you took that $3 million to shut up? Did you take that $3 million? You took $3 million to shut your mouth. So if it was so hurtful, why did you take the $3 million? Don't feed me this nonsense. Don't give me this phony, oh, I'm hurt. That's bullcrap. What she did was wrong. And I don't care if you can write, you can say, I don't give a damn. What she did was wrong. I tell you what, I won't vote for her. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I hey, what she did. It was just the beginning. You just said it was just It don't matter, Vanessa. It just, it just goes to show they're playing politics. 
She's playing. That was a calculated move because she wanted to change her position. And so now, all of a sudden, everybody's talking to her. I've heard that clip so much, I'm sick of it. She, she wanted to capture a news cycle because she's polling it about fourth or fifth, right? Exactly. Because what she did is she's trying to create the dissent amongst black people so that black people support her, and it brought, and it drives yes. down Joe Biden numbers. If That's it not does, making me support her. Wait, wait, but if it does that, Kamala's not going to win, first of all. But if that does that, that means black people will not like Joe Biden for, a, for something that they shouldn't even be looking at. And if that fool wins, just thank the black folks who was taking cheap shots at him over something that was nonsense. She knew what she was doing. So I can't take her to not be that smart. Because it's not that you shouldn't bring that stuff up to Biden. Biden is wrong in a lot of areas, right? But there's a way that you do that. She tried. She was like, I'm not saying that Joe Biden is racist, but what was your stand on busing? And it's yes, like, you are. L, if you've ever been bused, I am a child that was in elementary school during that time, right? And yeah. I can tell you, my brother was bused to a different junior high school than the high school junior high school I went to because I did not want to get on the doggone bus, right? We were all affected by busing some kind of way. So for her to be like, I was yeah. that 10-year-old girl, it's like black people are not falling <laughs> for that nonsense. White people are like, well, she wasn't affected. It was strong and black. That is white folks stuff, stuff from the outside in. She wasn't affected. Read page 11 of her book. It wasn't. That's what I'm saying. She talked about how it made her a whole person that they experienced. She got a chance to experience different cultures. And then you going to sit here and say that nonsense on television? Right. Get out of here. Now she's going to be international when she want to be. And, and, you know, yeah. that like, can, she has showed herself, and our problem is mm. not that, I, I wouldn't have never said this about her, right? I am always respectful to black women, but if you ever try to play me one way or another, we got to call you out. And she just lost a vote. I probably wasn't going to vote and for her, but I definitely won't vote for her, her now. Bro. They are going to call her out because now they know that she's out for blood. So they are going to call her out. Once we start getting rid of some of these people that don't need to be up on that stage, breathing like air with everybody else, like they're going to start going after her. Right. And oh, they going to get her anyway. Wait, 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 before you go, Jay, and you know what's going to happen? I'm going to defend her. I ain't going to let nobody take no shots at her like that. But it's going to get so doggone ugly, they're going to do it anyway. And she's causing that to happen. Now all of us are going to take that, like Jay said in the OJ case, I don't like people talking about our folks like that. We have other things that, that causes us to react in a certain kind of way. She didn't claim black folks. It's like me hearing, Bala, um, what's his name, DeBaggio, talk about I got a black son. You can't talk to black people like that. Forget you. We are black. somebody's black son, right? They, they're talking yeah. to white folks. And you need to watch your mouth when you start crossing cultures because black people are not dark-skinned white people. They need to understand that and get over it. So I would defend yeah, her. It was crazy. If somebody started talking about her in front of me. We ain't going that far. Yeah, but he's right. But like Tavina Man said, you, know, you go back and look at her as a prosecutor. Go back and look at her record as a prosecutor. I'm gonna tell you something. You can't. If you live in glass house, don't be throwing no dang old stones. They gonna hit her in her head. It's coming. It's coming. And she did that for a cheap. It was a cheap political trick. 
She just had the man out there two years ago. They are an epitome of an American family. If you were so, oh, I was so hurt. And then you didn't even, let's go back to his comments. He was trying to prove her, he was trying to prove a bigger point saying, hey, look, I had to deal with this, these kind of clowns to get civil rights legislation and stuff done. You know, so once again, you take a little bit of what he says and turn around. And so, you know, Cory Booker tried it first. He, you know, he got a little bit of airplay out of it, but then Kamala, Kamala was like, "Okay, you know, I tell yeah, you what, we're gonna do fail, it right here for the eighteen million people." Black people in Jersey Come don't on. even like Corey. Corey Booker, Bur- I know. Doggone, what's his name? Who was the governor? Christie. He was up his butt oh, Christy, so much, yeah. and now he's gonna go out here and act like he's down for black people while he was supporting Christie because yeah. he was in Newark. He's like, "We gotta work with him." Yeah. But now Joe yeah. Biden's saying working with segregists. Um, people who are segregated um, is bad. You work with that fool, yeah. that hurts black people. They they throw stones, Man, Jay, yeah. and it's like somebody is just going to drop a bomb on at some point. They need to be smarter. They need to hire somebody yeah, who actually has some jobs on sense. Exactly. Exactly, sir. It was ridiculous. It was uncalled for. And like I said, if it was a genuine response from her heart, then I can say, okay, even though I disagree with you bringing up stuff, if a person doesn't have a track record of this, everybody's probably done things in their past that they're probably not proud of. Once again, you're looking at it through the lens of today versus you weren't there then. You don't know what the climate was back in the day. Like I brought the example with the don't ask, don't tell. You weren't in the military at the time. It was put in place to help gay soldiers, not to work against them. Now when you look at it through today's eyes, it looks like it was being derogatory towards gay soldiers. So you don't know what the environment was back then. But she knew what she was doing. Vice President Biden has no track record of that stuff. His track record has changed. Look at his record. And then you come back and then, oh, it was hurtful. Really? You didn't say that in your book? Right. Now she heard because of Biden doing something to her. Yeah. You didn't say it in your book? What difference does it make whether Biden said it, Obama, or, you know, whoever? You know, she tried to go after President Obama, but, you know, she did it. <laughs> they all yeah. tried to, well, I wouldn't do that, but, uh, you know, we still know that he's the most popular Democrat on the, on the face of this earth, and so we need to be careful. You know, that's yeah, the guy who has a big stick, that guy. We can say people are wrong when they're wrong. But you acting like exactly. somehow that rocks your world and stuff when you got Trump out here yeah. setting a blaze to everything in this doggone planet. You're like, well, yeah. he's just as bad as who? That dude? That ain't swaying nobody. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what? Somebody you said that too. Exactly. How you going to say, oh, it was hurtful? It was hurtful. <laughs> it was hurtful. That was planned. It was a planned attack. And you bastards are going to pay for it. All right, we're going to set my take a break. Coming up next, on a need-to-know basis, with Mr. Drew. Y'all got me fired up this morning. Boy, when that mess went down, I wanted to have a show right then and now. <laughs> I was hot. Then all the you see, and then all the pundits, the next ooh, and you know, and then hey. all these activists coming out. You know, y'all need to sit down too, because now you had all these women on TV. Well, and you know, Biden needs to be under. He has to account for that. You know, you just you got to do. What, what the hell are y'all talking about? Y'all weren't saying that when he was the vice president of the first black president. But now all of a sudden, he, word, you stop. In the word of Jack Nicholson as the Joker, the Democratic Party needs an enema. <laughs> like, they need to clean out. <laughs> you know what? I can't top that. All right. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. We'll be back with on a need-to-know basis. As
after this NPR news update, I'll take some Ritalin or take some blood pressure medication during the break, and we'll have a conversation. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rob Show. Jesus. Support for this podcast and the following message come from UCLA Anderson School of Management, who teaches the next generation of leaders their values of sharing success, thinking fearlessly, and driving change. More information available at anderson.ucla.edu. Voters in Albania are going to the polls today. They're electing mayors and city councils around the country. Opposition leaders are calling on Albanians to boycott the election. They accuse Albania as the prime minister of vote buying and corruption and have been calling for a new national election since mid-February. Today's a big day in New York for the LGBTQ community and its allies. The city's enormous pride march is set to wind throughout Manhattan this afternoon. NPR's Netta Ulibi reports it's uh, expected to be the largest march celebrating LGBTQ visibility in history. An estimated 4 million people are in New York for World Pride, some in Central Park gleefully dancing to Madonna. Central Park is also where more than 10,000 runners gallop to a sold-out Pride run. Other World Pride festivities have included movies, rallies, and today's march, which includes 160 floats and around 150,000 marchers. Groups are presented range from churches to corporations such as Johnson & Johnson and Comcast. New Yorkers should expect streets all over Manhattan to be shut down, enhanced subway service, and Madonna herself, who will perform as part of the celebration. Nato Ulibi, NPR News, New York. And soccer, the semifinals in the Women's World Cup are set after Sweden beat Germany to advance. Sweden came from behind to beat Germany two goals to one this weekend and now moves on to play the Netherlands on Wednesday. The other semifinal match will be played on Tuesday. If it's the U.S. against England, the final is July 7th. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Um, it's a $280 million project. They could be feeding some wow. people. 
We know the sun gonna burn you up. You know what I mean? <laughs> they want to study extreme space weather. Two hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. They want to say, um, because you know, since space is cold, or it appears to be, because there's no, um, there's no way to measure, like, there's no way to trap heat. They want to test oh. how to protect. Yeah. Again, a uh, waste of money, but you know, do what you do. <laughs> That's all I want to say. I think I'll pull back. <laughs> do what you do. Now. <laughs> The U.S. produced more energy from renewable sources than from coal for the first time ever in April, despite Dotard pledging to bring coal back. Now, so they said in April is the first time we produced um, more energy from renewable sources um, in a single month since that food's been in office. That's the first time in history that we, I mean, it's the um, largest in history, but it's the first time. Happened in April. All right. Now, this is going to sound a little gang-related, so I want everybody to to just keep that in mind. Honeybees are affecting bumblebees and driving them to extinction by affecting shared plants. So they're saying beekeeping is soaring in popularity, but it could be doing more harm (laughs) countryside than good. What? Wow. Yeah. The University of... Vermont did a study on this. So I guess beekeeping creates more honeybees, and they are messing with the bumblebees. See? Throw them up. Wear your stripes, bumblebees. (laughs) 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 Colors. 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 (laughs) I should get iced tea on that. (laughs) I am a nightmare flying. Anywho. um, (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for those people who don't know that song. All right. Um, <laughs> now, now they're saying the flu vaccine was ineffective. It was just 29% effective, leaving U.S. health officials stumped as next year's strain is set to become deadlier. So the flu vaccine oh was ineffective. It fueled a high death toll. So this year they said it could be worse. And uh, the U.S. epidemic typically mirrors um, Australia, uh, which is less than half, um, halfway over their flu seasons, almost halfway o- over, and it has already started killing people. Now, here's oh, the thing. For you anti-vaxxers, uh, for people who hate on anti-vaxxers, having a flu shot that's ineffective, is that just as good as having a flu shot? Just think about that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, people get jump on people too quickly. It's like uh, if I don't have a vaccination, my kid might get sick. It's like, boo! Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Anywho, all right. So I know I'm getting since we since we're going out on the show today, you might as well get letters for everything. So here's the, <laughs> we might as well have them write you for everything, Jay. All right, Amazon Amazon Prime Day on July 15th will actually last 48 hours um, this year. As they're expanding their annual sales. So the expansion of the so-called day of deals and discounts for Prime subscribers worldwide will build on last year's growth, which saw Prime Day last 36 hours in total. So now it's 48. It's funny. Hey, one more time. So they're, they're, oh, yeah. on Ju- July 15th, Amazon is extending their Prime Day for their deals. 
so that people can deals online. 48 hours of Get Prime. Get my credit card ready. <laughs> See? They, they make up a holiday, Jay. They start, you know, it's going to be a fake St. Patrick's Day, Prime Day. Black History Day. Like they just wow. give everybody a one shot. <laughs> get everybody's money. <laughs> All, right. All right, now San Francisco became the first U.S. city to ban e-cigarette sales. Backers say that they hope that legislation will curb underage use of these cigarettes, but critics say the ban will make it harder for adults to purchase an alternative to regular cigarettes. So there you have it. In um, Illinois becomes the 11th state to legalize recre- recreational weed, wiping up to 70, 700,000 marijuana convictions as it's expected to generate over $57 million in taxes to pay off debt. Now, since, and that's since 2012. Voters in nine states, including D.C., approve um, legalization. So if you don't know, this was for LES, but since he's not here, he can catch in the archives. That would be Colorado. Washington, Oregon, California, Alaska, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, and Michigan. I'll save it for LES when he comes back, but I just wanted to say that. Oh, God. He's contributed to the problem, Jerome. He's contributed to the problem. And get this. Marijuana, the the banishing or the making illegal marijuana um, came to existence because, again, get this. Mexicans, they figured Mexicans was doing a lot of marijuana. So to make white folks hate Mexicans, they consciously knew that marijuana was, it caused zero deaths in this country. Unlike alcohol and tobacco, marijuana is zero. They created a negative campaign against marijuana so that people would hate Mexicans. That's where the origin Hmm. of banning marijuana comes from. Isn't that interesting? It's it's the same thing like the Nixon administration admitted. Heroin became really bad because they thought that it would be a war on black people. So if they make, if they go after heroin users, it was targeted towards black people. And opioids is like, it was cool white people who just got caught up in something. Let's help them. But heroin, we need to shoot them. <laughs> hey, I didn't make this stuff up. You can go look it up if you like. But it was specifically to do something um, as far as race is concerned. Now, experts are calling for athletes. Uh, uh, they call for athletes to be banned from taking chemicals that are that's found in spinach. They said spinach has a steroid effect. So just so that you know, really? Popeye, right. Yeah, that was a good cartoon. So you you get Popeye and right. you, you know, <laughs> get your spinach and you become strong. <laughs> They're saying the chemical in spinach has a steroid effect, so they want to ban it. Oh, I say man. eat spinach. Whatever. Right, you, now, you said a study proved that? You're right, Jordan. He's just going to watch the cartoons. They could have saw that one quick. Yeah, they could have saw that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after he get beat down, he just need a can of spinach. <laughs> Everything hides in plain stuff. So, uh, now, <laughs> now, okay, speaking of Cory Booker, Cory Booker replied uh, to a New York Times report, like Donald Trump Jr., um, he he put out a tweet saying Kamala Harris is not uh, uh, American black. She's half Indian and half Jamaican. And then he deleted the tweet. And so everybody came at Donald Trump. Now, here was my point to what I was making before, Vanessa. You can't be taking a shot at her like that. Now, I'll cuss Donald Trump Jr. ass out, but still, yeah, you can't. She's still black. 
Now, get me wrong, I don't like her politics, one but you and you roll it up on her. Exactly. They, again, they don't understand the culture. They, I don't think they're getting it. So stop your letters coming from Jay. If you, like they said, uh, if you ain't never been to the ghetto, don't come to the ghetto. Like, just don't. If you have, I don't read half of them anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. What you say? I, I'm a re- I don't say, read half of them anyway, so. I don't read half of them, so don't even waste your time. Only okay, my bad. <laughs> so let, let me do this really quick, because this kind of goes into the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. speed through these. So here we go. Uh, okay. Illinois man 40 is accused of drugging a two-year-old with cocaine and sexually abusing her. The woman is also okay. charged with taking place in assault. So Matthew Middle, number, uh, he was 40, is charged with three counts of sexual assault and four counts of ag- aggravated battery. And Lacey Take, who's 31, is charged with permitting sexual abuse of a child. Then a California teacher, okay. 60, filmed himself masturbating into flutes and photographed his female students playing them. Um, for sexual fantasy. Now, he's a California teacher, John Zarecki, um, who's 60, who did that. And the reason I did those stories really quick, because I don't really like doing those stories, but we act like people ain't well, sick in this piece. And them fools are sick. Yeah. So, just want to do that really quick. Wow. Now, the um, U.S. Pharmacy Board says that, I know, we you can talk about it if you want to, but I just kind of wanted to run through it so that we make sure that we let people know yeah. that when we are having conversations talking about how sick people are in this country and what we normalize, major media won't do those new stories, but those stories are happening all the time, which means there are sick people out there. There are sick people yep. that tell um, Mexican immigrants, we're going to send you back, but we're going to keep your kids, but we don't want y'all here. And then when they get of age, they're going to send them back anyway, but you're going to still keep their kids. Yep. And we have sexual predators like that that's not in our community, mind you, that they are prevalent, and we don't do these stories. How are you going to sexually assault a two-year-old and give them cocaine? Mm. How would you? Let me start. Uh, yeah. West America. All right. Yeah, sorry, sorry to bring the show down with that. But anywho. No, no problem. You got you to leave with the show mix. We have time for two more. Okay, so. No, oh, God. I've, I'm, like, stuck now. Okay, so a third of women have gone on romantic yeah. date just to get free mail, according to a new study. And i got to say this. Oh, please. That's, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say they wasted their really? time with that study. That's not surprising. Yeah. And and really? sometimes, as a guy, you just want to go to dinner with her, and then you're like, I'm done. You ain't really trying to date them. But dinner is okay. Just talk to somebody sometimes. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know why they had to even study that. Now, oh. <laughs> all right, so here, here is another waste of a good study. But, you know, there's a yes. French company that's claiming that, um, it, that it's making perfume pills to make your gas smell like roses or chocolate. Oh, so they have okay. like, like a fart pill. I read that, Jerome. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. They're claiming this. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't even... I don't even want to know what it's doing to the inside of your body just to make your gas uh, smell like Technically, yes. your gas should not smell. It's just it's what you eat that makes you have gas that smell. Eat plant food. It'll go away. It's like people who sweat and smell. It's just change your diet. Stop, right. stop drinking some well, alcohol and such pores. 
<laughs> All righty, and, and, and that's true. Thank you very much. That was my public announcement. Public announcement. Public announcement. You give me something better than that, bro. Give me another one, man. You can't. I can't. Even. All right, but this is not going to be a public service announcement. Now, a Florida man okay. personally eaten body was found inside of a 450-pound alligator four days after he was missing. Mental note: Whoa. Stop playing with daggone alligators. So it was found floating oh. near a canal, and they killed the alligator and found out that it ate some guy, Michael Ford, the second. He was 45 years old. Yeah. Oh, it ate the guy? Oh, my God. Wow. Everybody want to play Wild Kingdom. Leave it alone, people. They ain't yeah, your friend. Leave it alone. Uh-huh. Actually, that is a good PSA there. Don't play with alligators. Well, boy, I'll tell you guys yeah. a story next week about me and my encounter with an imaginary alligator. I tell you what, it's worth the wait for that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, it is time for our final thoughts. <laughs> Ladies are first. Vanessa May Belly, my big sis, final thoughts. You know what we have? We have 18 months of of battling over who's going to say what, do what, try what. But, Jerome, when I tell you I am absolutely with you, my brother, that anybody else, they better not say nothing about Sister Harris. No doubt. I can talk about Sister Harris, and I can get mad at what she did or didn't do or fake pictures before he, she even said it came out. But can't nobody else do that. Just yes. like they're talking about Trump behind his back and ain't saying it out loud. Because they're not going to let you sit there and talk about Trump and they are Republican. And I'm not going to let you talk about Kamala. I'm going to sit there and let them all fight it out and make the best man or the best woman win because, honey, we got 18 months to go. Now, I would like to send a special shout-out, and I hope she's listening. My granddaughter turned 26 years old today, and we're going to eat Les's favorite meal and Jay's favorite meal Alaskan King crab legs and shrimp. So I just want to let her know that I love her dearly, and uh, I'll see her in about an hour. I love y'all, and this has been a great show. All right, uh, my guy, Johnny D, and the place to be, man. Final thoughts, brother. Well, I've, I've got several, but I, I, I don't want to run the show over. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll run over. Go ahead. Enjoy. Take your time. Take you mine. Go ahead. We'll run over. Being a part of Take your time. Um, Jay, like I, said, I did get a little word about you as far as your, your animation, but I, I think uh, during the segment we had a chance <laughs> to talk. But uh, I, I was <laughs> I was going <laughs> to Amazon you some uh, blood pressure medication or what have because you were certainly passionate <laughs> about your point. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of different opportunities to talk uh, further about that. So uh, I, I do want to make one comment. Um, Jerome's segment is always informative. What this segment here showed was just how sick people can be. Um, the gentleman with the flute is, was, was too much for me. I mean, at that point in time, that was one of the rock the mic type of scenarios for me, and I just kind of lost all thought. But mental health is an issue. Um just perverse people are another issue. But when it's all said and done, you know, stay informed. Stay part of the serious side. Listen to, you know, the the, the, the raw version of, of opportunities to talk about uh, candidates and, and, and just America and what we're dealing with as far as the woes. But, again, I, I thank you for this opportunity for letting me just kind of 
you know, bud in and out of, of the topics and conversations today. And I bid you all farewell. And if it's God's will and my purpose, I will certainly look forward to next week. Thank you. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Listen, real quick, we're going to lose our live audience. Appreciate you. See you next week. We'll finish our final thoughts. If you're listening, you know, um, like you always listen, then uh, this is nothing new. Final Happy thoughts. Happy 4th of right. July. Oh, it's time for Jerome. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jerome. You here, man. Do your thing. Final thoughts, sir. So, you know what? I want to shout out Kathleen Williams. Kathleen Williams, I know I mentioned this before. She went on a trip that, and this is a black organization that did this, that they put together a clinic and went to Jamaica, went to different parishes, and actually treated about 250 people a day or something. And I know she's going to come on a show, and I'm going to tell her, you know, next time I text her to come on for next week because every time I hear people say stuff like your community doesn't do anything for itself and we need to stick together, black people are doing it. And so um, for what they did, they set up health clinics. They bought a year's worth of medicine for people. They did eye cataract surgery for free, mind you. And we we need to hear more of those stories about people putting together organizations and doing things opposed to acting like we're all struggling to figure out our way in this world. So shout out to Kathleen for her work. And um, I just want to say peace out and see everybody next next week. And happy 4th of July to finale. All right. I look, I, you know, y'all know me. Y'all been listening to this show for a long time. I get very passionate about things that I'm, you know, passionate about. And I really and truly believe that this country is in a state of emergency and that what we have to do is we have to put, sometimes we have to put our personal ambitions aside to go after the greater good. And at the end of the day, we want Donald Trump out of office. That's what the goal is. We want him gone. He needs to go away. And what we saw on Thursday night about Kamala Harris, and, you know, and it really started off with Cory Booker, you know, the only two African-Americans, actually the only two viable African-American candidates, because there's another guy that's running for president uh, that, you know, he's not making any headway, but I've digressed. But at the end of the day, you know, this nonsense that happened this past Thursday was un it was unbelievable and un, it was uncalled for. And I know I'm still I'm getting messages from people now saying I'm still going to vote for it. You go ahead and vote for it. You vote for who you want to. But anytime someone that is as callous as that, who was planning to do this, you know, made this comment, you know, well, since I'm the only black person up here on the stage, it, nobody asked her nothing. But since she's black, she wanted to interrupt the black woman with a white husband. She wanted to interrupt and talk about racial situations, something that she hasn't experienced because she's been living that life on the other side of the fence, but now she's black, whatever. But at the end of the day, vote for who you want to vote for, but for her to come out, her as in Senator Harris, to do what she did, and she's running around here like she's won the, won the, won the freaking uh, primary, I'm going to tell you right now, she lost my vote, and, uh, I, and I hope that Biden comes through with this thing, because if she's the freaking nominee, I don't know where I'm going, because yeah, I don't that's think black right there. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, I, I am not voting for her based on what she did Thursday night. So, yeah, you may have gained a lot of support, but I'm telling you at the end of the day, when people start exposing your records, 
for what you've done as a prosecutor to the same black folks that you were so hurt about and blessing and what you lied about because in your book you said you loved it. I guarantee you that at the end of the day you're going to be by yourself, Senator Harris. Shame on you. Shame on you. And on that note, Jerome, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? Time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe show. Folks, it's been a pleasure serving you as always. And once again, I'm going to take my blood pressure medication right after the show, I promise. <laughs> so, for Vanessa May Belly from the Macinelli, for Jerome Spree, for uh, Johnny D, and yes, Mr. Elias was listening and he heard Jerome. I'm Jay Ross, and have a great work week. And remember, it's a Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. It is a serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week. Shame on you, Happy Senator Harris. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. It is the fourth. I'm so mad. She got me so pissed off. Happy fourth. <laughs> and I'm still mad that she said the Harris. <laughs> you are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 Network.